so I noticed something. I I I made a slight mistake um, the last two weeks or three weeks. I'm not sure. Um, uh huh. You know, I have two Twitter accounts, right? I have like my private one <laughs> and our friends apart's one. And right. So the last episode, as well as the notification that there's not going to be an episode like last week, um, may have gotten posted on my private Twitter. And the <laughs> only one who follows me there is no, like one of the people that follows me there is um, my. Ooh. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> I I mean it was a good episode, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I the, the context might have been a bit weird because like my last tweet before that was like um, s something about like some some novel therapy for like chronic lymphocytic leukemia. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and the next one was like this crying uh, in the rain meme um, with, with my caption when you realize that there's no Friends Apart podcast this week. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that. I mean, I... Well, he might he might not know. He might think that that's a different podcast. Yeah, possibly. Not a f I, I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've since deleted the posts <laughs> once I realized. Um but yeah, that also obviously. I mean, it actually led to a to a drop in in listeners. So obviously, there's people out there that listen to our podcast and get to the podcast through Twitter, I guess. So if you arrive at an episode of ours and um, you 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 know you you were redirected from Twitter or discovered the link there or whatever, just just. Hit us up on Twitter. I mean, it's not not that difficult. You're on <laughs> on this shitty app anyway, so just go ahead, hit us up, let us know. Right. We're we're most likely not gonna insult you. Friends apart. I mean, that's that, that's as long as I got you know the, the handle of the Twitter. If um if if Jason gets it and, and he's had a bad day, oh oh boy, all all kind all kinds of of slurs again just flung around listen i try i try not to interact too much with the twitter account it's it's uh <laughs> mostly because i i used twitter a long time mm -hmm. ago back when it was the good old simple days where you had 140 character limit mm -hmm. and uh the platform was much more simple and now i don't quite understand how the app works and it's not because i'm like i don't think i'm like a luddite or an old man or anything it's just I've always thought Twitter had like a really poor. So like you know when people post like pictures of Reddit th or not Reddit, uh, Twitter threads of like somebody replying to a tweet, replying to a tweet, replying to a tweet, but they're like posted in opposite order, so you have to read from the bottom up. Hmm. And uh, I just never never got that. So when I look. When we, we get like, somebody replied or somebody retweeted you. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see. Mm -hmm. And then I click it and it takes me to like, not the retweet. It takes me to just their profile or something. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, mm. so I'm like, fuck it. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I'll stay out of this. To, to, to be honest, I I can't really relate to, to that problem. So I've <laughs> never, okay, maybe that's because I've never used Twitter before. 
So before Friends Apart, I haven't used Twitter and I only got the private account because I needed one because most scientific journals nowadays require you to um, link your publication to a Twitter account. Um, What? Really? So they can, uh, you know, at you if they if their Twitter account like retweets uh, or well you know tweets about your publication um <clears throat> yeah it's it's kind of cool to be honest i mean <laughs> at least and uh, I, I mean the, yeah i, I mean, mean the journals are exposure still exploiting is us but i mean they're at least <laughs> tweeting about us so that's cool um, i i just like had the most conflicting feelings i was like wow that's really great that they're embracing modern yeah, social yeah. media but i'm like but also fuck requiring a twitter account <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as long as anyone in the lab has one, it's it's all right. But um, I, I figured that hopefully in the future I uh, will will keep publishing more, and um, so so <laughs> this association of of the accounts in, in in my book makes sense. But but anyway, so I got it, and obviously I'm following either medical journals or um, Formula One pages. So that's like er- everything yeah. I'm following. Um, and uh about like using twitter i I think it's actually quite cool like oh man i uh, i don't want to get into too much detail but like this weekend's uh grand prix how 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 my friends in um the southern united states pronounced grand bricks (laughs) that's how germans would say grand bricks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um sounds like a serial oh man that's true <laughs> grand brix crunchy extra crunchy for you <laughs> and um yeah so we, we 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 had kind of a cool situation on our hands this this grand prix weekend it's uh um basically about like the two championship contenders just one of them um, his rear wing didn't like comply 100% to the regulations and could have given him like a like an advantage and his mm-hmm. the, 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 the championship contender he was basically the one who figured this out by more or less measuring it um, after they did the qualifying race so um, and he's not allowed to do that there's actually a rule you're not allowed to check out other cars um, after, like immediately after the race or something. And um, so this guy had to pay a 50,000 euro fine um, to which he basically just responded with, well, I hope the guys from, from the racing organization have a nice dinner. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, he earns like, I think like 23 million per year. So <laughs> I was going to say that's not really yes. <laughs> significant. <laughs> exactly. And um the other guy, he actually got like disqualified from his qualifying results. So basically, his his like position that he acquired through qualifying was deleted, and he was automatically set back to the end of the grid. And he actually like fought his way um, for like the the first small sprint race, twenty four laps, and he managed to get from last place, so twentieth, to um, uh, fourth, no fifth place, I think, fourth place, fourth place. It was insane. It was an absolutely like That's just pretty insane crazy. drive. It was great to watch. And basically, the the whole like the the 
little trial, the hearing that they had about this whole like rear wing touching thing, it was all just transported through Twitter, basically. So I'm following a bunch of different accounts like um, YouTube channels that are doing Formula One news, uh, just the Formula One account itself, the teams that were involved and stuff. And there is no quicker way of getting info on stuff like that apart from Twitter. Like, that was mm -hmm. insane. Like, I also have the Formula One app, and I got the Twitter news about, like, the, the, the ramifications of, of their actions quicker before the Formula One app was able to uh, tell me, basically. So, <laughs> that was so cool. And it was the first time... I was like, yeah, Twitter is actually, actually quite, quite okay. And it is pretty cool. And I, and I think also the biggest advantage is that I think on Twitter, opposed to most other social media, I would, I would guess, um, is that you can very much filter like the stuff that you want to see. So, um, you know, in 90% of cases, accounts that you follow will also follow accounts that you're interested in. It's, you know, yeah. usually yeah. the case. So... Um, I think that's quite cool. And I mean, Formula One is one hell of a toxic scene. So toxicity is all over the place. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, as far as I'm aware, also like social media in general just brings out the worst in people. So yeah, uh, at least it's not anonymous like Reddit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably a lot of troll accounts as well. I'm not sure if there's do you know if, mm. if troll accounts get banned on Twitter? Uh, only if they get caught, I guess. Oh. A lot of people make fake accounts of, you know, celebrities or whatever, mm -hmm. or, or like, not Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah, right. Or something like that. And, like, I think a lot of the time they're pretty harmless, but sometimes people, you know, step over a line and then it gets reported or something and someone has to review it and say, yeah, okay, this can't, mm -hmm. this isn't going to fly. Yeah, it's true, especially because I, I think on Twitter you can basically name yourself whatever you want, only your handle, like your ad stays the same, right? So mm -hmm. um, I've seen a lot of those accounts that that are just yeah plain weird where someone just oh yeah basically steals an identity or something and it's well <laughs> God well that's why you're like that's why they have the blue check mark like verified Twitter account kind of thing because then it's like hmm I want to follow Kevin O'Leary and then there's like nine Kevin O'Learys <laughs> but there's also some cases like one of one of the the few comedians I really follow on on um, like YouTube and Twitter, Eddie Burback, like he has that problem. Like he he has almost a million followers on YouTube. Um, he has a couple of hundred thousands on on Twitter, and still he's not getting like the verified check mark. So mm. uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of a meme in the community, but but it must suck for <laughs> him because anyone can basically yeah. just take on his identity if they wanted to. Um, yeah. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, go, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, what it, I always wondered, like, what it actually took to get the check mark, because surely all it takes is someone just contacting them, being like, "Yep, this is them." Like, doesn't seem like it should be that much of a process. Um, Maybe it is. Wait a second. You should Google something. Um, go. Oh no! Shit! Shit! That that was. <laughs> Uh, oh fuck so so there was this meme of like um 
of Eddie Burback where um, because Twitter says, yeah, right, notable person. Twitter says uh, in their rules that you have to be a notable, notable person um, in order to be verified yeah. on Twitter. Now go ahead and Google notable person and tell me what the first picture is that you see um, uh, on Google Images. I feel like I know what's going to happen. Uh, Muhammad Ali. What? No. Is the first. If, when you Google oh, notable Google person. Uh, okay, the first, the very first image is a group of old people, and the only one I recognize is Mickey. Mouse. Okay, that's so interesting. The person. There, there should be there should is, be like a guy in glasses and a mustache somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I see. Yeah, here. right. That's Eddie Burbeck. So. Uh, what, what reddit did is they posted a picture captioned notable person and upvoted the fuck out of it <laughs> actually he's up there twice yeah for me actually three times <laughs> um, interesting how the algorithm works eh that's 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 really interesting um yeah but yeah so th that was that was pretty much the the whole uh the whole meme and uh even though he's like the first thing that 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 you see usually on on like the front page of google images when you google notable person he's still not yeah. verified and um for someone who you know makes a living out of you know being on social media and stuff that's actually not cool to not be verified on twitter i mean i couldn't give less of a fuck yeah like, whatever but uh for someone who you know lives off that i think that's quite 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 bad for them yeah <laughs> oh man uh, yeah reddit is just oh there's the third time yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. um I've never I've never seen him before, so I, mm. I wasn't sure what I was looking for. Uh, I can really recommend his like he has a um, channel together with his twin bro uh, brother, just called Burback, and they do like ten to twenty minutes video essays on like video games, especially older mm -hmm. video games like uh, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two ones. They are slightly younger than us, like I think like twenty six, but um, it's you know roughly roughly the same age and uh, roughly the same games that they played and um they're actually mm -hmm. really well done um the videos so um yeah i mean originally i i just got to know him through gus johnson um but after the the whole shit storm and kind of canceling that has happened for him i'm <laughs> not uh. sure if they yeah there, there was a <laughs> there was a thing if you <laughs> if you if you just google gus johnson and uh, uh i don't know um Gus Johnson scandal or whatever you you yeah yeah you're gonna see but it's honestly not worth your time it's just it's just wow he 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 looks like uh <laughs> what he he looks like what you're describing <laughs> just looks like somebody who is gonna inevitably have some type of social media scandal yeah it's i think it's different than what you would think um it was basically about him mistreating his ex-girlfriend, who was also uh, a YouTuber, and obviously because you know the the there was a shared fan base. Um, it mm -hmm. was it, it pretty much you know uh, shit hit the fan at some point because of a video of hers, and um, after that he was basically out, 
and um, he he did have like a tour planned, like a, a stand-up um, tour, uh, which he canceled. So yeah, not sure what's about to happen with him. <clears throat> it's yeah, I think it always always it's one of those weird things, right? You, you we're always saying you have to separate like the art from the artist, but mm-hmm. obviously we're not very good at that. Well, I think we have to accept that that is the old way of things because avenues didn't exist to get to know the artist Hmm. and their art. And now we are in a world where we've crossed that bridge and it's not something we can really go back on unless there's like just like concerted effort to an agreement that it's it's for the best. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. That's a very good point, actually. (laughs) I, I never really thought about that. But yeah, you're totally right. Um Back in the day, like people, all they knew about, you know, I don't know, Elvis Presley, was basically uh, what they got from, you know, the yellow press. That's that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And um, yeah, nowadays I think Elvis would be fucked. <laughs> I don't. Because sometimes that's part of their whole marketing thing is like. Yeah. It's actually there. But only to some extent. I mean. Think about uh, think about like uh, Justin Bieber. Like he's he's a good a good example. I think like he because he was so transparent right from the get go. You know because of like starting from YouTube and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think he like all of the stuff we know about him. Like j- just think about it all. Like for example, the the story with like the with the monkey. Wasn't there like this thing that he wasn't allowed to, ah, fuck, either enter or leave Germany because of his pet monkey, something like that, <laughs> and um, he somehow survived that. I think uh, Peter doesn't care if like the the, the fangirls are also Peter members. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can use that to your advantage. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah, um, dude, there's there's another thing we got to talk about. So first off, um, just like last time, I actually got a whole chicken in in, in the oven again. <laughs> it's it it happened again. So the chicken is gonna gonna be turned in eight minutes. So uh, don't don't Ooh. don't be alarmed. Once I have to quickly get up and and uh, don't talk about anything interesting for the next eight minutes is what you're telling me. Kinda. So. I wanna I wanna get into the, the main thing that I wanted to talk about though because that's that's the main thing that's on my mind right now. Buying a car okay. in the U.S. So <laughs> okay. So as I've told you, uh, I'm going to move to the U- uh, to the U.S. Uh, May next year, and obviously we're gonna need a car. So I've asked you. I've asked uh, other like northern, northern Americans and and uh, well people from the US that I know. Um, I also actually asked Reddit and actually got <laughs> real answers, which I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect. Sometimes they're helpful. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about, first of all, I was thinking about buying a used car. So um, I asked you and, and some others, um, but it was pretty much always the same answer. Which car can I buy like, uh, under ten thousand 
dollars. That's pretty much like the, the, the whole mark that I, you know, roughly want to get there. So the answer was pretty much always the same. It was like, you know, buy some like uh, fucking Honda or like Toyota or whatnot from like the 2010s or something. Um, those things are pretty much mm-hmm, indestructible. Mm-hmm. They're usually quite cheap. Um, yeah. So biggest difference for everyone that doesn't know, and maybe you're listening from the US right now and um, you're like, yeah, buy a used car. What's the issue? There's a lot of fucking issues with that. <laughs> Let me just... Issue number one. Um, you guys do not have... Most states in the US do not have uh, regulated uh, car inspections. So in Germany, uh, that, that, that's one of the few times where, where the stereotype actually really kicks in. Um, we are very, very uh, careful with our cars and the state is as well. So we have mandatory two-year uh, general inspections of our cars. And um, they need to pass like all this, the safety stuff and all the, uh, you know, just making sure that everything's up to date. Um, that you're, I don't know, that you don't have like some some huge, uh, just specs on your uh, uh, your window or whatever. Like they're just making sure that you know whenever they're just making sure that it's not gonna split in half on the on the highway. <laughs> exactly, that's pretty much it. So, um, we have that. The US mostly doesn't have it. And the state that I'm moving to also doesn't have that. So, um, I read that you have this, like, right to a a car inspection before you buy a car. Um, And you should definitely make use of that, yeah? Cool. Um, I will. But, next issue. The the used car market in the US is fucked. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) How are the cars so expensive? In the US, cars are usually way, way cheaper than here in Germany. I do not understand mm-hmm. how, like, a fucking Civic with 120,000 miles costs more than, I don't know, what, 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 what would be a good equivalent here? Like an Opel, for example, that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, decent cars, very good cars. We're driving one right now. Um <coughs> We bought one for, I think, 9,000 or 10,000 um, that only had, mm-hmm. like, 30,000 kilometers, so maybe, like, 20,000 miles um, on it. Uh, it was completely inspected, completely fresh, basically. only had one uh, a previous owner and stuff. And I got a good car for that. How is it that, the, <laughs> that like, for the same amount of money, I'm getting a piece of shit in the States? Man, I was... I, I, I feel like I have an answer yeah. for that, but maybe it's not quite accurate. It might be partial truth. So there's like certain brands and, and, uh, and models that are really popular because they're like so reliable. Mm-hmm. And the things that come to the top of my head are, yeah, Civics, Honda Civics and Toyota Corollas and Camrys are always like they hold their value a lot better than say like a fucking Chevy Bolt, Volt or Bolt or fucking Cruise or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, mostly Chevrolet cars aren't the most reliable and Dodge are even worse. And uh, f- I mean, Ford is like really hit or miss. Like the Explorer, which people call the Exploder, is a piece of shit. But then mm-hmm. the Ford Edge is much, much better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the, but things like so yeah and then for vw um the jetta anything that's a jetta especially if it's diesel and especially if it's a manual let's say i bought a 2014 tdi jetta and sold it two years later for more than i paid for it that's mm-hmm. how they're like cult cars kind of thing so those while they're more they're more reliable you're probably like people people know that they're in demand so they can charge more for them that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. Hmm. i'm yeah i mean possibly um i'm i was also thinking about you know how people especially in the states tend to um finance new cars Mm -hmm. um so i think that i i have no data at all to back that up but I would think that people in the States tend to get newer cars more often than um, uh, in Germany. So that's why I would have thought at first that the used car market should be all right. Because people tend to switch cars more often. And they would go back to to the dealership and and be sold as, you know, uh, used or, you Mm -hmm. know, certified pre-owned or whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's... (laughs) It's it's a weird one. So that's that's one part of the issue, the the, the just the the poor choice that is quite bad. Um, yeah, I'm getting into the second one right after the rotation break. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm back, baby. Um, yeah, yep. just, just how was that bird? Yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck, the bird looks amazing. Um, so I mean, not not for you know living standards because it's really dead now, but um, as a food, looks amazing. So um, yeah, the, the the reason why we're because like five <laughs> at my place right now, and the reason why I'm already preparing food is because the race, uh, Formula 1, is taking place in Brazil, and the race actually starts at uh, 6. So, um, yeah, I figured might as well just get this out of the way in parallel um, because I don't have time during the race because every second fucking counts. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, Now, for the used car issue. So, the second big issue that I had was that I was thinking about, and that was actually recommended to me um, from multiple sources, um, why not just lease a new car? And Mm -hmm. that sounded quite sensible to me, because, you know, I mean, why not? Because, you know, the payment per month is reasonable, and if you, you know, you're not buying an outlandish car, um, the car is new, there's not going to be any repairs due or anything, um and yeah so i figured okay why not do that so i actually emailed one uh car dealership that was you know in my my area there i was like hey um i'm a non-us citizen coming out there with with a visa uh can i lease a car they're like nope (laughs) i'm like why (laughs) and he's like do you have a credit history and i'm like What's that? Mm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you need a credit score and like a good credit score usually um, in order to to right. lease a car. Now, there's right. not 
there's not a thing like a credit score in Germany. We have something called a Schufa, which is basically like just just a database of um, telling anyone that you would owe something to uh, if you're uh, in debt or not, and how you basically mm-hmm. if you're financially re- reliable. I think that's pretty much all. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I now gathered that I will get a credit score once I'm over there and I start paying stuff with credit card, for example, and I pay my credit card off each month and I will get a good credit score. So mm-hmm. after a few months, maybe a year, uh, leasing a car wouldn't be an issue anymore. But since I'm not planning to stay over there like indefinitely, um, I need a car now and I'm not going to keep it for that long. So, um, yeah, that option kind of, you know, got erased quite quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That just sucks, man. I didn't even think about that. I did, didn't even consider that. Mm. Um, I mean, also, he, here's, here's my, <laughs> my selfish suggestion. <laughs> you, you buy my car. <laughs> <laughs> so I can buy a new car. <laughs> you told me repeatedly that your car is a piece of shit. <laughs> It's not a piece of shit. I just don't want to drive a Mazda. <laughs> and I don't want to drive a gas car anymore. Yeah. I want to buy an electric vehicle and I want a bigger vehicle because I got a kid coming. So. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It's fine. It's actually a really great car. I what just kind of Mazda is it? Have a Mazda 3 four-door. It's actually like mm, yeah. fully fully like top of the line. It's got like leather seats and everything. It's quite nice. nice. Yeah. But... I've never aspired to own a Mazda in my life, and it's fine. Mm. But it's uh, it's my fiance's vehicle, mm. so so we have what we have. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a tough situation. Yeah. So what we're gonna do probably is we're we're just gonna buy a used car, anyways. Um, next issue is that oh man, there's so much. I don't know. Just just every everything surrounding cars, especially since I'm I'm not a huge car guy. Like, I appreciate nice cars. I love driving um, nice cars. But um, in, in general, for me, the car, especially over there, it, it has to be practical. Like, we're going we're gonna to get a dog once we're over there, so it needs to accommodate a dog. Um, mm-hmm. It uh, should have... I mean, good, gas is ridiculously cheap over there, so um, yeah, I, I don't really care about, like, the mileage or anything. But um, <laughs> it, it shouldn't be too old. Obviously, it should be a reliable brand. And something that I also now got to know, it should be one of the cars that isn't on the top five most stolen car lists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, the, the Honda <laughs> Civic is the most stolen car in the US. Ah, fuck. So, uh, yeah. that Half of those cars you're looking at are probably stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably this actually fucked. It was so ridiculous. There's um, I've you know I visited quite some used car uh, online um, sites now, and like there's options that we just don't have if you buy a used car in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, did it come from 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 a car theft? <laughs> and was but it said specifically, um. Coming from a car theft and returned uh, to the owner. <laughs> I remember that was hilarious, but so specific. Oh man, uh, I have an I have another suggestion mm-hmm. for you. There's a website called carcomplaints.com. Oh damn, yeah, all one word. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it basically lists. Uh, it's got like 
you, you know users can submit issues but then it also aggregates like the like national you know i guess databases from garages and stuff for like recalls and the most common like repairs and things like that um so it lists the worst vehicles you can buy and the best vehicles you can buy hmm. and yeah it's and uh i would i would have a look in there so like for instance the worst vehicle of all time is the 2002 Ford yeah Explorer. I'm, I'm on a website right now and the the honda accord which is the second and the hyundai sonata were both cars i was looking at <laughs> <laughs> okay not those okay not those years specifically but yeah so they're all specific to year too that's the important part because sometimes they change like things between between years mm -hmm. and then it suddenly they fix whatever issue damn I, I would definitely have a look at this though one of the they're like all-time best vehicles is uh is a is a um a the Volvo XC90, I think. No, no, it says the, the Toyota Yaris. Best vehicles? Yeah, yeah, no, this this beat it now. Okay. But I guess it was the XC70 and XC90 Volvos, and they said literally the only bad thing about them is how hard they are to find. Huh. Hmm, that's actually... So that is actually a great suggestion. Um, that's That's cool, because I... Yeah... I have no idea because usually, you know, in, in Germany, um, most people would buy either a German car or would know that their um, dealer is, you know, reliable. Um, mm -hmm. That's just, you know, cars in, in Germany are just something else. Um, and, and the way that cars are being dealt here is less like, well, like everything in the US is, is less flashy. It's less... Um, I, I don't know how to say that. Like, reliability is pretty much, like, the biggest sales point here. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like, just from what I've seen so far, that this is the case in the U.S. Um, it's it's really not. The like, People people are, are super brand loyal without having any justification for it. Yeah, right. It's like, uh, hmm. um, I I almost would suggest getting, like, a... Like a like you, you're gonna be somewhere that's probably gonna get a lot of snow, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And four wheel drive, especially like sorry you, sorry Americans, but y'all can't drive in the snow. Mm -hmm. You're terrible drivers. And uh, I would suggest, if at all possible, getting something with all wheel drive. I'm like, well, maybe like one of those used like Toyota Tacoma pickups or something that's got four doors or something like yeah that. i'm 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 definitely i'm that was actually a great suggestion dude thank you because i'm definitely gonna use that in my search for cars now um it's it's horrible man because in the end we are we are most likely gonna buy a car that we haven't even driven before so mm -hmm. um because you know like at first we're definitely gonna get like a rental um probably for like the first week or so um, because yeah, we, we, we're going to have to move around anyways, and we can pick up a rental, um, right at the airport and uh, from which we're going to have to mm -hmm. drive approximately like two hours to our destination. Um, and then we're, you know, gonna check out the car dealerships. And at least from what I've read, the good part about the U S just being way less, you know, strict than uh, Germany when it comes to, to vehicles in general is you can basically yeah. just buy a car. Like you you give the dealer 
the money, the next car you can drive away with it. So um, yeah. that's definitely going to be better than in Germany. Like here you buy a car and you're going to wait weeks. So um, hmm. yeah. Ah, yeah. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. But I think it's all gonna gonna come together. But the whole credit score thing just bothered me because I I'm coming to 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 the US without any debt, without anything. Um, there's people in the US that have like tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in like student debt, for example. Mm-hmm. They can lease a car. They want to. Oh my god, you don't even know how bad people's like when we were looking to get uh talk about a mortgage for our home mm-hmm. we uh we were like talking to the mortgage specialist and he was like you know asking about our debt and like okay how much is it and how many accounts what blah 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 what's your income so they get like a ratio of your your uh debt to income mm-hmm. ratio and these and then we're just like yeah no it's pretty bad he's like this is nothing you don't even know how <laughs> fucked some people are and they can still get a mortgage and they can still buy a car and they're like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And it's just like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's it's just that you don't, you, you have nothing. That's all. Mm. They can't do anything with nothing. <clears throat> it's, yeah, I think so too. I mean, we had the option because we, we like in the extended family, we have a US citizen um, who lives mm-hmm. in Germany, but he still has the US citizenship and he like comes to the US like four or five times a year. And he most definitely still has a credit score. Um, so mm-hmm. he could act as a co-signer, which is something that we also considered. Yep. But That's, yeah. uh, I don't know, dude. It's, you know, oh, you know, oh, the funniest part about that. When I asked the, the um, car salesman about options without a credit history, he said either a co-signer with a valid credit, uh, credit history or mm-hmm. we could um, pay the whole lease at once. Which was the weirdest wording of you buy a car without buying a car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you, are you for real? Because we would still technically be leasing it, which means that we would be obliged to return it after, you know, the lease. Yeah. Three or four years. Um, mm-hmm. But once they get the money up front, but then it- um, even if I could prove to them that I'm, that I'm good for it, you know. Like, I don't know, notice from mm-hmm. my employer or whatever. Um, they wouldn't give one shit about that. But if I have cash in my hands, they would be like, yeah, okay, you're, you're good. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting, actually. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like, it's no longer a financial risk because you've paid it. It's a legal risk, and and then it's no longer the dealership. It's like, okay, if you didn't bring back the car, then we're just gonna <laughs> send the police yeah. after you. Man, um, I never really thought about that. That's kind of interesting. Mm. I mean, it's still gonna be if it's a new car, your your upfront lease is probably still gonna be like fourteen thousand or something, depending on what it yeah. is. Yeah. So, although uh, maybe not, maybe not. If you went for like a Jetta or a Golf, no Golf, more of a, like if you went for a Jetta or something and they start at like 19,000 or something and you leased it for three years or four years and it might actually mm. not be terrible. You can find calculators online. To- yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, in the end, uh, the easiest way would probably just be buying a used car. I'm, I'm also not sure what this, does this also exist in, in Canada, the certified pre-owned? No, yeah, yeah. It's a dealer by dealer basis. Though. Is that on? What is the certification based on? 
that's like it's different per dealership or like brand of dealership but essentially what they have and they'll publish the list too is it's it's like it's a you know 120 point inspection Mm -hmm. of the car verifying it's the same stuff that a garage it might even be more comprehensive than taking it to a garage before you buy it Mm -hmm. uh basically just they check everything that's critical and then verify that it is in good condition mm-hmm. and hasn't been in like an accident or something. And that's really what you're paying for is, is, um, is the certification. And I guess some, some kind of warranty as well. Um, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's, that's also a really uh, good point. Um, normally if you like finance a used vehicle, there isn't any warranty, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, certified pre-owned sometimes come with like a one year warranty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll see because it's it's quite a hefty, um, you know, increase in in price if you buy certified pre-owned. But um, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. And and I and I already told my girlfriend that you know we we are not gonna we're not gonna walk for shit over there. Like it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not gonna be like hey let's just walk to the next store and. Buy groceries for the week. That's just not uh, not gonna happen that way anymore. So um, yeah, that's that's gonna be different. But on the upside, um, as I as I told you, we, we we're looking to get a dog over there, which um, I think is gonna make a lot uh, a lot more bearable. Um, and we still we're we're looking like there's a bunch of animal shelters over there that also have like really young dogs. Um, Sometimes even puppies, um, but they're they 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 are basically rescues. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't want to go into this Bill Burr bit of like buying an animal from a shelter where, where it's like <laughs> you don't know what the fuck this dog has done in his past life. <laughs> like yeah. you don't know if if it's just a complete psycho dog who's gonna eat your children because you know two years ago some child like cut off one of his ears and ate it in front of him um (laughs) we got a psycho cat from a from a a shelter one time for christmas oh man how bad was it it was like it was like the stereotypical movie of like a kid getting an animal and it just terrorizing the whole house like (laughs) it would it would like climb all around like up and down the christmas tree (laughs) knocked it over several times tearing through packages and stuff and then, like, at night, you would just hear it, like, ripping around on the carpet. And then, at some point, it just started meowing mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. day and night, nonstop. Damn. And we're like, something is something is wrong with this animal. Because it is, like, it was small. So, we thought it was kind of just like a kitten. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know, six-month-old sure. kitten. Um, but I guess it was fully grown. We had no idea how old it was. <laughs> But it was very much a lost cause. It was just like, meow, 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 meow. Like at 2 a.m. We're like, I'm going to defenestrate this cat. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we, we ended up returning it to the shelter. And I felt terrible. Oh, man. Even now, I'm like, returning an animal to a shelter mm. is is like heartbreaking. After, after what that, time? Oh, I don't think we made it a couple months. It was a couple mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we just like we have to get rid of this thing. Yeah, I imagine that that would be horrifying, actually, especially as a kid, because 
I don't. Did you? How old were you? Um, I want to say I was like fifteen. Okay. Fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. Maybe. Okay, that's that's an age where you can develop an actual hatred for another living living being. Yeah. Uh, oh, I I did, and I'm <laughs> a very light sleeper. Like if if I like to sleep with a fan on or something, uh -huh. and if the power goes out in the middle of the night and the fan goes off, I will wake up. Oh shit. And so, needless to say, I did not sleep with this cat. Oh, man. Ah, oh, that sucks. But, I mean, what, what, like, how did, okay, did you return the cat yourself? Or did your parents do it? Or, oh. my parents did it. Okay. <laughs> They're like, we gotta, we gotta get rid of this thing. So, they just, like, did it one day while we were at school or something oh, shit I, I i would have loved to be a fly on the wall uh and of, of this room like in a shelter when <laughs> uh your parents came with with that like cute little ball of fur it was the funny thing is it was okay for the first few days and we're like oh we got a kid he was probably scared then, as like, fuck oh. <laughs> it was traumatized yeah maybe that was it and then it finally got its comfort and it was like all right let's get to work oh man yeah, that's like the that's like the silent coworker that never really talks much, and then you have like a like a company gathering or something, and mm -hmm. uh, you know you have like one or two beers and the silent silent person already, you know, is maybe a little tipsy starts talking more and you're like fuck, I think he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Oh man, I I used to have a dog when when I was a kid, um, and my son, so my parents are divorced, and the dog was with, with my dad, and uh, so I only saw this dog on on the weekends. Um, it was a great dog. He was actually like the coolest like pet that I've ever met, ever. Like he, he was one of those dogs mm. who was like very much still like a real dog. Also size wise, he was like the size of a little. Like like maybe a uh, smaller uh, uh, German Shepherd, like just just mm -hmm. a little smaller than that. And I was obsessed with playing football, and so he was obsessed with playing football. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got him to like I was a kid. I wasn't. I was maybe like seven, eight, nine years old, whatever. When I when I played football with him, and he was never taught anything like that like he knew like the basic commands like uh sit or whatever but yeah he like we were so close that we didn't have to or i didn't have to like say anything he just knew what's up so my dad built me this like uh goal which was like i feel like maybe a third of the size of like a normal football goal and um, he put it in his yard and I would like shoot balls at, uh, at the goal and my dog would literally just play the goalkeeper. It was insane. <laughs> like he uh, stood there, he was waiting for the ball and then made sure it didn't pass into the net. And that was so cool. That's actually one of my favorite memories ever from my childhood. It was so much fun and we, we would just play the whole day. And that sounds epic. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking when he got older because he still wanted to play, but he couldn't that much anymore. He, and then, oh god! And then you're kicking the ball at a <laughs> slow old dog. 
Oh man. And then he like ah oh, shit. He he got like blind on one eye and the second eye also started like a couple of months later um and he didn't really see that much anymore and then made him like go a little aggressive and stuff. And because mm. he was just disoriented all the time and uh yep, yep. yeah, so my my dad eventually had to, you know, give him to the vet who who put him down. Um That's sad. But yeah, it was like the memories I have of, of this dog are just one of the most fun ones ever. And I think that, you know, even though you hated this cat, <laughs> it's a it's a memory that's, you know. Oh, it was funny as hell. Yeah, see, <laughs> there's also good parts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I also remember I had like a like a bunny rabbit and a um, like a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Must have been like, yeah, also same age, like eight. I was I was a kid, and um, so this this bunny he he was uh, first he was alone like for the first year or so, maybe half a year, and then we decided well he's a little lonely let's let's get a guinea pig because apparently they they get along quite well and uh, you know it's cute and you can you know watch him play and then sometimes also have him running around in my like uh room back back in my my mom's place and uh turns out i think i severely traumatized this bunny rabbit like he was a very aggressive bunny mm-hmm. so i i remember that i once like put him in my room and i was there with my my best friend and uh, we were trying to play with him like you know get on the ground and like crawl towards him and you know yeah. pet him and play with him and he wasn't having it <laughs> he was just <laughs> trying to get away from us i mean <laughs> might have something to do with him being like not a predator <laughs> but a prey animal <laughs> so he's might have had something to do with you trying to play soccer with it <laughs> I swear I wasn't using it as my a ball. dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. No, but so he really desperately wanted to get away from us and um I mean dumb kids that we were, we were like basically playing fetch with him. Well, yeah. trying to, but it didn't work obviously. So after a while we started like chasing him and stuff. And <laughs> my room was quite big, but it wasn't that big, but all of a sudden he like got lost so it wasn't as big as you would expect a room to be where a rabbit could just disappear in um Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden it was just gone and i swear to god my friend and i were so fucking dumb we both thought that he jumped out the window (laughs) 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 and we were like looking down from from a room into the yard and we were like no he must be He's be there somewhere, just dead. And it uh, turns out he actually hid behind my bed. Um, mm. Turns out not only cats are liquid, but bunnies as well. Yeah. So yeah. he just kind of got trapped behind my bed because he tried to push further and further and he couldn't anymore and he just got stuck. And uh, he started making the most vile noises you've ever heard an animal make. And 
we, you know, tried to retrieve him from behind the bed. And it was just, he was screaming as much as you, you can imagine a bunny screaming. And uh, it obviously tried to bite us and stuff. And we just put yeah. him back into his cage and did not tell my parents. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it was the first time I, uh, you know, completely violated animals' rights. Now let's go on to the next 12 ones. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to believe that that bunny wasn't just leaving a trail of shit everywhere in your room. That was, I mean, that was probably part of it, but I, I don't remember that because I was so terrified of just the noises that... <laughs> That this poor rabbit made and, and oh shit, that was that was kind of horrifying. But um, the guinea pig was something else. Like guinea pig, once it, you know, it it was still a baby guinea pig. It was really small, really cute. We put it in the same cage as as the the bunny rabbit that was already in there, and um, the the like the. The clerk at the store told us something like, "Yeah, you gotta spray some perfume or something in the <laughs> in the uh, little like container that we had our, our rabbit in, so that it's getting used to like a different scent." And okay. my mom was like, "Okay," so she sprayed some of her perfume in there, and the bunny didn't leave its like little house that it had within um, anymore. Yeah. And so that's when we figured, okay, maybe let's get the guinea pig inside the, you know, the, oh, fuck, what do you call it? Not a container. Where's like the fucking. The carrier? Yeah. Like the, like the little, you know, with, with like the, the fuck, like the, the metal. Uh, yeah. Like a, uh, like a, it's a crate or yeah, a kennel. Yeah. Kind of. Crate probably. I mean, it is a container, yeah. but more specifically, it would probably be a crate. Yeah. And so it, we, we put the guinea pig in there. And uh, this guinea pig was the devil. Like, already as a baby guinea pig, it ate all the food from our bunny rabbit. Like, everything. <laughs> um they didn't really fight openly. It was just very much obvious that the guinea pig was like, he was the boss in his relationship. He and he immediately ba made the bunny that's like four times the size as bitch. Just immediately. And we actually had to separate them for feeding time because the guinea pig would always eat the food. Like all of it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Whenever like it was summer, we would have like a little, um, like a like a cage outside uh, on the grass, so that uh, they could actually run on the grass and eat the grass and stuff. And uh, it was basically like the new guy in prison who sits in the prison yard all by himself and just desperately hopes that no one's stabbing him. That was basically <laughs> what the what the rabbit looked like when they were out there. The guinea pig just roamed freely across the grass, and uh, the poor bunny rabbit was just sitting there, like, "Don't hurt me! Just don't don't hurt me! I got family, dude!" And uh, oh my god, man, that was insane. But yeah, I, I gave them both to to my dad after a while. After I, uh, you know, I've grown older, and I was like, nah. I, I'm not really taking care anymore. Uh, 
and uh, I, I want them to, you know, live a happy rest of their life. So I send them to my dad and he has like this huge, just, you know, there's, there's other bunny rabbits and other guinea pigs in there. And um, it's like really nicely made and they both died happily there. <laughs> um, the guinea pig just... <laughs> they both died immediately. <laughs> like the guinea pig was literally too fat. That's what it died from. Um, mm. Because there was nothing that we could do. It just kept eating the bunny's food. And um, <laughs> the put him in another. F- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We, we were thinking about maybe you know just sedating the guinea pig a little, just putting some beer in its in its little trough or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was just the way it went. And the the bunny actually oh, lived this- quite some more years. It actually got really really old. Um, yeah, and then it died. And now it's probably just yeah. a rotten pile of bones. So <laughs> this all reminds me of like I grew up on a farm and mm. we had a plenty of animals. We had a guinea pig and several rabbits or bunnies and and uh, they all met horrific untimely deaths <laughs> uh, on on the farm. And yeah. I won't detail them here, but it's like <laughs> none of these stories are are. Are things that I should be telling on a recording? Oh God! Now you're implicated in violence against animals. Good job. No, Mason. no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't human on animal violence. It was animal on animal violence. It was. <laughs> oh, you know what, what the doesn't? Fuck? Well, let me. Okay, let me just. What do you think <laughs> happens when a bunny and a donkey come together? They fuck. <laughs> we don't have a stool that big. Come on. Isn't that how the joke always goes? Okay, yeah. So. Okay, no, I, I bad things happen. No, no, no idea. Like, does the donkey like trample it? What's happening there? Donkeys like to kick. Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> bunnies aren't bunnies are not very large animals. So after all, there was a uh, bunny rabbit that was played football with. Uh, yeah, but it survived. This is the worst part. Ooh, okay. Um. And uh, it lived the rest of its life with a with a horribly disfigured jaw and like teeth that grew uncontrollably curly and large. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Dude. So I, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not exactly sure because that's just one, and you said there were several. So. Hmm. I think. I'm I'm gonna take your suggestion and not get into this any further, <laughs> as to avoid just say, some nightmares. Let's just say what happens when the petting zoo closes is. Uh, <laughs> oh what the fuck? Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I think let's on this just... note we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Jason. As always, was a lot of fun. And. Mm. Um, yeah, so since we recorded this quite early, I wish you a nice rest of the day. And, um, hey, thanks. Yeah, talk to you next week then. Bye. Yep, see ya.